comes the money. Here we go. Money talks. Here comes the money. Straight to run. Skips out of a tackle. He's at the 50. Cuts back at the 45. Running from 40 down the middle. 35, 30. Straighter to go. 25, 20, 15, 10. Five and in. Garrett Schrader. A blur. Schrader takes. It's a two-man rush. Schrader steps Don't up. Fit. Pop pass up in the middle. Tucker's got it. Room to run. 15, 10. Hit. Hit in. Bernard's touchdown. Snap back. Schrader hit on the release. Ball's down the seam left. Alfred reaches up. He's got it. He's into the end zone. He's off the Never Never Land. Snap to Travis. Quick release. Near side. Oh, my God. It's the interception of the year. Oh, did he get it? He did. What an incredible reception by Deuce Chestnut. This is Double Down with Michael Lear and Tommy Hogan. What's going on, everybody? It is going to be a quick run through with Double Down today. I'm Michael Lear with you. Tommy Hogan here to buckle up. We got a lot to get to. If you like picks, that's pretty much what this show is going to be. We're going to start off with our Syracuse football pick. Uh, From there, we're going to roll into our college football slate and, of course, the entire NFL board as well. Um, But first things first, we will have Andy Pregler on in just a couple minutes. Um, But, Tommy, were you on media row last night? I was on Media Row. I'm glad I'm able to get that on the record, Mike. Thank you very much for giving me the uh, the time. Yes, Media Row, your boy was back. It was nice. Regular season game, even for me, Mike, as a, a, a member of, a respected member of the Syracuse media, I felt a, an energy in the Carrier Dome last night that was different than the exhibition games. Good to be there. Was the crowd much different? Crowd was different, uh, specifically the student section. Student section came to play again. It's not just a football thing. The student section has come to play this season. Usually, even in the first regular season game, you knew that the the, the, the student section wasn't going to show up, really. They showed up. They filled out that entire section, basically. I was impressed. They've been great. They were holding up. They had the fat heads this year, too. They're ready to roll. They've got the signs. There was a, a Dome chose sign, which I was a big fan of. I was trying to... Snap a picture of it to get it on social. Wasn't able to. But no, the crowd was definitely improved from the exhibition game. And I was impressed. This is Double Down on ESPN Radio. We're going to talk Syracuse basketball a lot during our breaks on QSportsTalk.com. So head to QSportsTalk.com for all your Syracuse basketball takes. We'll be racking them up there. Let's bring in Andy Pregler. Start off the show. Andy gives us absolute dynamite inside look at the X's and O's of college football when it comes to Syracuse. Um, Andy, what's going on, man? I'm sorry we, we missed you on the bye week, but uh, give us the spiel what you're thinking going into this week. You know, it's not it's not the worst thing in the world. That bye week was real rough uh, if you were a college football fan. There's definitely some interesting games, but nothing crazy. Um, I mean, honestly, I, you know, I do a weekly bowl watch at Noon's Magician. If Syracuse is going to get to six wins, it's going to be this week. NC State's got a damn good defense. It's arguably better than Clemson's defense by most metrics, which is terrifying. And then Pitt's Pitt. There's a great chance that Pitt screws it up like they always do, Mm -hmm. Uh, but they kind of got the screw-up games out of their system pretty early this year, and I'm not sure I can count on, uh, you know, them coming to the Dome and screwing up. So ultimately... Uh, we're we're in the space where this is this is Syracuse's best chance. Um, some of the computers really do think Syracuse can pull it off. Others, not so much. Uh, I think they're a three and a half point dog uh, when I checked on Monday, 
Uh, SP Plus, which is my preferred computer of choice, has Syracuse losing by roughly four points. So, you know, another close one right along that that spread line. And it's going to come down to whether or not Syracuse can stop Malik Cunningham and whether or not Louisville can stop Sean Tucker. Andy. Tommy. Okay, (laughs) that wasn't your first question. Andy, you are, aren't you a Pittsburgh sports guy, right? I am. I'm a. I'm a. I say to my Twitter, but I'm a wannabe Yinzer. Okay. What's the conflict of interest there when it Syracuse <laughs> Pittsburgh last game of the season? Honestly, I I despise Pitt with every fiber of my being. Uh, most of that is because when I was looking at colleges between Syracuse and Pitt, I chose Syracuse. My dad reminds me of it, and for my first five four years at Syracuse, would just keep track of the number of head-to-heads Pitt versus Syracuse, and uh, that was during when Pitt would just show up with Jamie Dixon in the Dome and beat Syracuse for no good reason. So I've got I've got some deep Pitt hatred in my body. Love it. So as a, obviously you're a Syracuse supporter through and through, but you say it's the best chance for them to win. Do you yeah. think they can actually pull it off? Let's talk defensively first. Can they stop Malik Cunningham? That was one of your keys, right? Yeah, and I think honestly, the 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 trickiest part, and I talked about this on the live show that I do for News Magician on Sunday night with uh, my co-host Steve nice Aller, is plug. that Tony. I know. There we go. I'm getting better at it. You boys are <laughs> teaching me how to do it. Uh, no, uh, Malik Cunningham. Uh, twisted his ankle, rolled his ankle, did something weird against Clemson. We don't know if he's 100%. It's probably safe to assume that he's not going to be at 100%. Um, He's still been one of the most effective quarterbacks in the country when it comes to rushing and throwing the ball. And ultimately, Tony White has done a really bang-up job this year at neutralizing dual-threat quarterbacks. We saw that in the Liberty game. But... It usually takes them a couple of drives. Those first Syracuse has not been very good this year. I think that they've allowed a first quarter score in every game this year, uh, even against Albany. We saw that Albany was able to get on the board pretty quickly. Then Tony White adjusts. He's very much somebody who likes to come out in a base uh, three three five and then adjust the personnel, adjust the decisions based off of what the other team is doing, which means. I'm almost guaranteed that Malik Cunningham is probably going to score in the first quarter. I don't think you can find that player prop anywhere, but I would throw money on that. And then it's going to come down to what Syracuse does to adjust. And a lot of it's going to be on that rover position. Uh, Are they going to opt for more of a linebacker spy with Marlowe Wax and just have them follow Cunningham around? Or are they going to use the rover to basically set the edge and make Cunningham decide early on that he's going to throw over the defense? Uh, I think White and the Orange want him to throw the ball. Louisville has been more of a run-based attack this year. That's where they've seen most most of their success. And that's where Syracuse has struggled to stop teams is, is when they when they go for a very heavy run emphasis on the ball. Um, so I think that's, that's honestly what I would do as the defensive coach for Syracuse. Uh, we'll see if Louisville decides to you know, try to galaxy brain or force Syracuse into defending the pass to the point that they can then run the ball. Andy, we've got a... Uh... Comment in the twi- in the uh, QSportsTalk.com chat. You mentioned SB+. Plus. You look at they said it's going to be a four-point loss for Syracuse. Comment from Kev from Liverpool. Your computer sucks. Q's by eight. <laughs> Throwing it out there. Listen, man. I'm just going to throw this out there. SP Plus is 53% against the spread this year. So my computer is making me money if uh, if I'm going with my computer. So it might be wrong. It might be wrong on an individual game, but on the whole, man, I'm first place in my college pick'em pool thanks to that computer. So I'm I'm gonna take it any day of the week. That's tough, Kev from <laughs> Liverpool. He's got the evidence Love to that. back it up. Mike, I've got a, a right, real so, question. Can I ask a real yeah, question, to Andy? Thank you. Yeah. Andy, <laughs> recently Syracuse has struggled in the first half. And then they've broke yeah. things open in the second half. 
happened against uh, Boston College two weeks ago. What are you seeing that's changing in the first half and second half for Syracuse? Well, what Syracuse is doing uh, is they're coming. So for those that are, you know, not super football literate, there's this thing called a script that you hear talk about in the NFL a lot, but it also does in college where the first 10 to 15 plays of a game are basically pre-planned out. And so the offensive coordinators are running running a script to the team. And it looks like Sterling Gilbert, is very good at running a script that kind of feels out the the opposing defense. The problem is is that once that script ends, Gilbert hasn't been exactly uh, aggressive with with taking those insights and inputting them until the second half of a game. We saw it against Boston College. So Garrett Schrader this year has been one of the best rushing players in the entire NCAA. In fact, at the beginning of the month, uh, or, or, or sorry, David Hale on November third actually tweeted out that. Uh, prior to this weekend's games, Garrett Schrader was one of the like, top 10 rusher in the ACC, period. And so what Boston College did was said, uh, I think one third of those yards are coming in broken passing plays. So Schrader is typically taking like out of his 20 dropbacks that he'll do, or 20 to 25 dropbacks, you know, five to 10 of those will turn into runs. Boston College uh, only allowed Garrett Schrader to turn one passing drop back into a rushing play. And we really saw him struggle in that first half to figure out how to throw over the defense. And Gilbert wasn't really adjusting the game plan to bet, to fit what BC was doing to counteract Schrader's legs. And we saw in the second half a lot more outside runs uh, for both Schrader and Tucker, and that's what broke the game open. Was it forced BC to kind of defend those edges? It opened up that middle of the field that Schrader loves to run into on a drop back, and that's really what opened the game up. And I, I think that, all, go to your question, Tommy, we're not seeing a lot of those adjustments made until after halftime. I don't know if it's a situation where Gilbert wants to wait until halftime or if it's just uh, taking that extra time to digest and work with the with the offense on what the strategy is going to be. But that's really what it seems like. It's just taking a long time to implement what the opening script reveals about the defense. All right, Andy, we have you on for the final pick at the end. We got to cut the show real short, so I hate to rush you out. But um, what's your pick? What's your Q's football, whether it's the total, the spread, where are you going? Uh, I think the total last one I saw was over under 55 and a half. I'm taking the over for this one. Definitely think that it's going to be high scoring. Think that both teams are going to struggle defensively early on and maybe Syracuse makes the adjustment later, but Louisville's defense is not that great. I don't think they can stop Sean Tucker all game and I don't think they can stop Garrett Schrader. Uh, and I'll definitely take Syracuse. If it's three and a half, I'm going to take Syracuse losing by three or winning this game outright. Like you give you give me that half a point on a single possession spread for Syracuse, I'm going to take it all day. So I'll, <laughs> I think I do think Syracuse is going to win this game. I think it's going to be a close one, probably like a 38-35 affair. Uh, but yeah, over in Syracuse all day. I think we make the bowl game and then we just kind of pretend the last two games of the season don't happen. <laughs> all right, all right, there you go. Hey, Tom, you got something? You just put your hand up. Andy, can you hang on through the break? I know we got to cut things short today. I, I have a couple more questions, but we'll, we'll ask them on QSportsTalk.com exclusively. All right, cool. Oh, Step it, aside. On the radio, you'll get college football stuff on the other side on ESPN Radio. Watch your favorite ESPN Syracuse Sports Talk shows on QSportsTalk.com. <laughs> I want to be a billionaire so freaking bad by all of the things I never had. This is Double Down with Michael Lear and Tommy Hogan. Smiling next to Oprah and the Queen. 
All right, welcome back. It's Double Down on ESPN Radio and QSportsTalk.com. We're cranking through the show today because there's a lot, a lot going on. Uh, the Syracuse Crunch will be on AM 1220 and 14 or 1200 and 1440. Uh, and then Syracuse women's basketball kicks off with it as a big favorite tonight. That will be right here on 97.7. Um, so we will... Um, We'll try to get through our college football picks as quickly as we can so that we can talk NFL too. But um, Tommy, you had a brutal week last week. What's the new strategy to try to get back on the board? Mike, I didn't have a new strategy this week. I'm just, you know, just stick, stick with the loss. You know what my new strategy was, Mike? I just need good juju on my side. So this is, this was my new strategy this week. Be a good guy. All right, I saw a woman at the gas pump struggling with the pump. <laughs> I went over and helped her, Mike. I need any juju I can. The guy at the uh, the airport that that paid for half of my my cab, I paid him an extra eight dollars. I need anything to go my way, so I'm just doing all I can. I don't have a new picking strategy. My new strategy is to just be a nice guy. Get good juju that on my side. That's unbelievable. Yeah. That's unbelievable. I love that we'll strategy. We'll All right. So, so let's see Tommy Good Guy's board. Uh, give us uh, give us two off the rip here. We'll start off with my Syracuse pick, Mike. Andy just said he oh, likes yeah, yeah, Syracuse plus too. three. I'm going with Syracuse plus three as well. They play close games. All they do is play close games. I know Boston College is a blowout last week. Get over yourself. Syracuse plays close games. Louisville, the 10th worst passing defense in the country. Can Syracuse take advantage of it? They did against Virginia Tech. They were able to throw the ball deep. They didn't throw the ball deep much against Boston College. Hopefully, that changes. They had two weeks to prepare for this bad Louisville pass defense. They should be able to take advantage of it. Give me Syracuse plus three. The other pick I really like, sticking in the ACC, North Carolina. At Pittsburgh, I like over 73. It's two of the top seven top seven scoring offenses in college football. Just give me a, a, a high-scoring game there. All right, so I have picks in both those games. Um, obviously, in the Syracuse game, I'm taking Louisville, minus three. I think what Andy said, what Andy said that stuck with me was, if Syracuse goes down early, and I think that's what's going to happen, I think the Cuse is going to go down first quarter. Maybe they'll be down 10 nothing. Maybe they'll be down 7-3, whatever it is. But I don't think they'll be able to recover against Louisville. I think they're going to go down early. Uh, I am going to take the over as well. So I'm taking over 55.5 and, and Louisville minus 3. I don't like doing it. Um, I do think they'll get a win. I don't think it's going to be this week. I don't think the bye week's going to be as... Uh, as forgiving as everyone thinks it's going to be. Um, and then I'm with you on that UNC pit over actually. Let's go. Um, yeah. Pit two really great offenses and Kenny Pickett, Sam Howell, like let's do it. Give me some overs. It doesn't make up for you picking against uh, Syracuse, but fine. Good vibes, decent vibes there. I'll give my next two. How about that? It's a pick that Andy liked during the break. He said it. If you tuned in on QSportsTalk.com, Cincinnati minus 23 and a half. His computer that Kevin from Liverpool said sucks has Cincinnati winning by 30. They're 23.5-point favorites, so give me that. They need to start getting those style points. They're fifth right now, fifth-ranked, according to the college football playoff poll. They need to just start blowing teams out. They haven't been in the last couple weeks. And uh, USF, 15th most points per game in the country, so give me give me Cincinnati. On, they give All up right. 15 most. 
So you pick a game that matters. I pick a game. I have a bunch of games that don't matter. Okay. I also have a giant parlay that I will uh, explain down a little bit parlay? later, probably probably in the QSportsTalk.com break. Um, my first pick that is going to be from the weeds, I got two underdog money lines. The first one's Utah State plus 165 against San Jose State. Um, Utah is cooking. They are Utah State's cooking, rather. They're 12th in the nation in passing yards. Um, San Jose State is just not a good defense. Everyone expected them to have a good defense going into the year. They just don't. Um, so, yeah, I'm taking Utah State money line, and then I'm also going to – it's not a parlay, just keeping them separate. Um, Charlotte money line is plus two hundred against Louisiana Tech. Louisiana Tech's two and seven, and they've lost five in a row. What I think is fun here, when you look at teams that basically some teams are still playing and some teams are not playing for anything. Louisiana Tech, two and seven, lost five straight. They're not playing for everything. You look at Charlotte. Five and four, they need one more win to make a bowl game. They're slight underdogs, and this is a game that they can definitely win. Chris Reynolds, their quarterback, is second in Conference USA in passing touchdowns, averaging 228 yards per game. Um, so it's actually my favorite pick on my board right now is Charlotte plus 200 against Louisiana Tech. Wow. All right. I'm going to rip through three here, Mike. We've got a quick show today. Penn State, Michigan. Michigan is the sixth-ranked team in the country. Somehow, this is a pick em. Don't know how, for that reason, that line makes absolutely no sense in my opinion. And for that reason, give me Penn State. Some right. Vegas must know. Something's up there. Give me Penn State. The other one I like, Baylor, plus five and a half at home against Oklahoma. It's going to be the toughest game for Oklahoma freshman quarterback Caleb Williams on the road. In uh, Waco, Texas. So give me Baylor plus five and a half and give me the over 62 and a half. It's the top two offenses in the Big 12 in yards and points per game. Wow, hammering that. All right, uh, my last two picks before we step aside and come back to college football, uh, or do NFL rather. I have Houston to cover against Temple. Temple's in that category if they're going to quit. Temple's been outscored 180 to 37 over their last four games. So I'm taking Houston to cover that 24 and a half. Um, and then Army Air Force over 37. Not so much because of their offenses, but because they have terrible defenses. Army's defense is 59th in the country. Air Force is 82nd in the country. Uh, we're going to come back on ESPN Radio and give you our NFL picks. But I have a really big money line parlay that's going on QSportsTalk.com right now on ESPN Radio. ESPN 97.7 and 100.1. Watch live on QSportsTalk.com. This is Double Down with Michael Lear and Tommy Hogan. Welcome back. It's Double Down on ESPN Radio. We were just on QSportsTalk.com. Gave out a few more picks. Uh, reminder, about 15 minutes, you're getting the crunch on ESPN Radio FM. On AM, you're getting Syracuse. Oh, other way around. You're getting the crunch on AM, women's basketball on FM. Um, but big... Uh, Big weekend ahead for college football and the NFL. Tommy, I won again, I imagine, the prop bet. I hey. hit three of my five. Okay. How did you hit? I hit two, but they were both plus money. So now we're getting into some math here. Are you sure oh, that you God. won? No, I'm not sure that I won, so I'll just give yeah. it to you. You can have it. Whoa. 
Okay, I won. I did not prepare the math. I did not prepare, prepare my math. I had the defensive touchdown. I told you. I told you they were going to score a defensive touchdown. I nailed that, and then I had the over three and a half field goals, both all plus right. money. You're going to give it to me? Yeah, it's all yours. All right, fine. First pick. I'm going with my team, the Indianapolis Colts minus ten and a half. They blew out the Jets. I know Mike White got hurt. I'm not scared about Mike White. All right, I promise. I am not worried about Mike White. That Why are you not, talking about it when you're not even playing? The game would that. not have been different if Mike White didn't get hurt. All right, I didn't because I knew that was a comment that was going to be coming from you soon. So I was getting ahead of the story, not worried about Mike White, all and right. also Carson Wentz skipping what could be his child, his second child's birth. His wife is due on Sunday. He said, "I will go after the game. I'm going to put on for my Indianapolis Colts and not going to skip the game." Credit to you, Carson. I'm picking you in my first pick. Colts minus ten and a half. <laughs> All right, good for Carson Wentz missing his kid's birth. That's a good character Going after. guy. All right, Browns minus a half is my first pick against the Patriots. The total's at 45, so they're saying this is going to be a low-scoring game, which I just feel like is the bread and butter for the Browns. Um, Belichick only can take advantage if somebody basically goes down early to them or down big and they make Baker throw the ball, and that's not going to happen. Offensive line-driven, run-driven team for Cleveland. I think Cleveland definitely wins that game, and I love the line. I think it's a really nice line at minus a half. That was a scary game for me, Mike. That's way down on my board. I don't have a good feel for that. The Browns are without Chubb and Hunt. I know Dearness Johnson's been really good in, in his time. An offensive seen. line creates a running game just as okay. much as the running backs do. Interesting. Fair point. They've given out two extensions to the O-line this week. But I'm going to go Ravens minus 7.5 in Miami. I think Miami's dreadful. They, they snuck a win out against the Texans. I know they had Tyrod back. Don't care. The Ravens minus seven and a half. They played a lot of close games, but they'll be fine. They'll be just fine in Miami. This is Double Down on ESPN Radio, rifling off our NFL picks here. Uh, My next one, I like a lot, and I, I hate liking it always. Lions plus eight against the Steelers. Tomlin is a bad coach as a favorite. His favorite record is disgusting. Detroit obviously had the stinker against Philadelphia, um, but I think that they outplayed Baltimore. They outplayed the Rams at parts of the the Rams game. Um, and Jared Goff is competent. He's legit, and I, and I'm I'm happy to take him plus eight against the Steelers. That's a yucky yucky pick. My next pick. You may say the same for this one. Falcons plus ten. In Dallas. Oh, my God. That's a horrible pick. I, I saw that coming. I like this game, Mike. I like this I one a lot. I hate that pick. <laughs> Falcons have won four of their last six. They got blown out in their in their first two games, but every game since then has been decided by less than seven points. They play close, win or lose. And the Cowboys, they're coming off a brutal loss against the Broncos. Who knows about Dak's health right now? Give me the Falcons plus 10. See, I call that a good spot for the Cowboys. Coming off a blowout, like they're going to come back and, and dominate that one. They, they just um, need to win now. Next, they they win by seven, eight points. You say, okay, Cowboys are back. No, I don't think that you do. I think you need them to really show up and, mm. and put the pedal to the metal. Um, all right, my next pick, I, I love just as much as the last one. I love all three of my first picks, to be honest. Saints plus three against the Titans. Sean Payton, last 17 games as an underdog, is 15-2. and two. He loves being an underdog. Yeah, Drew Brees in those games. Okay, I'm just the Trevor 15 Simeon and two, 15 and two as a dog. Um, the Rams defense Relative is just bad. okay. So the Rams defense is average, 
and they held the Titans to 200 yards on offense. The Titans were not good without Derrick Henry, um, so I'm confident. I, I love the Saints pick. You know what? I'll just change it. I'll make Saints money line. Give me Saints money line. Oh, wow. Confident in his 15-2 and two irrelevant stat. Give me Bucks minus 10 in Washington. That Washington defense hasn't been anywhere close to what we thought it was going to be on paper. I'm sorry, Josh, who had them in the Super Bowl to start the season. That's not happening. Give me Bucks minus 10. I like that pick. I would have loved Thank the you. over more. The over was my next pick, That so that was next on my board. Oh, boy. All right, we're getting down the sheet here. Uh, give me... Yeah, I'll do it. Give me Seattle plus three and a half against Green Bay. Um, I think DK mm. Metcalf's going to have a big game. I think Russell Wilson coming back. It's like, we need you. That's what Seattle... Seattle's saying they need their guy back oh, yeah. and they need everything for, to even be in the playoff conversation in the NFC. So I, I'm happy to take um, Russell Wilson coming back with... You know, it's, it's no... Aaron Rodgers coming back. He's coming back after just a disaster of like a PR move and all these crazy interviews and all this. Like Russell Wilson's coming back with after having a broken finger and being the supportive good guy on the sideline. So that's my good guy pick of the day. Seattle plus three and a half. My next pick: Chargers minus three at home against the Vikings. I the Vikings. I know all they do is play clo- close games. Everything comes down to the wire against them, but not this one. Not this one. The Chargers are just going to be able to sling it around the field against them. I know Harrison Smith was out last week for the Vikings. If he's out again this week, look out. I think Herbert's going to start slinging around. They won a big game on the road against Philadelphia. Tough place to play. Now they're back home. I like the Chargers to keep winning. Loved not having that game. That was the so when we there was thirteen games on the board, so I needed to not pick one, and that was my guaranteed not pick. Wow. Uh, my next one, I'm taking the under in Kansas City and Las Vegas. Raiders coming off a bad game, and they're going to try to tighten things up on defense. And I just don't think Kansas City's right offensively. I, I don't think there's anything positive to say. I mean, obviously Patrick Mahomes is still great, but he's been inefficient, not getting it done. So I like a low scoring game under fifty one. All right, Mike, this is my dumb brain pick of the week. I like the Broncos minus three, and here's why. They won their first three games. They lost their next four. They've now won their next two. The trend tells you they're going to win this one and then lose four after that. I'm going to play the trends, Mike. I see that pattern on the schedule. I'm going to ride with that pattern. So give me Broncos minus three. I like that pick for like some football reasons, but um, that was a weird little... Dumb brain move. No football guess, reasons here. That's the kind of analysis you get on <laughs> Double Down, baby. I'm fine with that. Um, my last one, it was the the pick that I really was dicey on, but I'm going with it. Give me the Bills minus 13. A bad, te- a bad loss to a very, very bad team. Give me Josh just to absolutely dominate this weekend. Minus 13. Guess whose game I got the... Or who... The pleasure I got to watch that with, Mike, that game. Dan Hicks? Daniel Hicks. It was one of the greatest experiences of my life. (laughs) It was incredible. Nobody listening knows who we're talking about. He's a Bills fan. He is a diehard Bills fan, and I had the pleasure of watching them lose to the Jacksonville Jaguars. As the stream that we're watching cut out every 10 minutes, it was spectacular. Worth the price of flying down. To New York City. And worth the trip back? And worth the trip back. No question about wow. it. It was unbelievable to watch that with him. Wow. That's awesome. Um, all right. La- a game we didn't talk about. What do you think about Arizona-Carolina just in general? 
gross. I would have went Carolina plus 10.5. The unknown in Phillip Walker. You don't know where Kyler's at. You don't know where DeAndre Hopkins is at. I think Panthers may actually be better without Sam Darnold. So I went, I would have went Panthers plus 10.5. Oh, I just missed our out. We got to toss it out sure to women's basketball. We got to toss it out to Syracuse Crunch. But this was Double Down. We're done for the week. See you guys.